0: Hey everyone, this is Isaac Maddox And I'm the pastor of Activate Church And this is our podcast Remember, you can subscribe to our podcast And subscribe to our YouTube channel Follow us on Facebook and Instagram I hope this message blesses you Encourages you, builds your faith And I hope you enjoy the message Thanks Josh Thank you Josh Thank you Got introduced Got introduced, so good Hey, thanks for showing up Thanks for showing up. We can have church. Did you know we can't have church without you? We'd just be this really awkward little small group, and uh, we'd be talking about the coming revival. And uh, you're here. You made it. Where's my warrior princesses? Come on. How good was that? How good was that? Wow. It was just unbelievable to uh, be one of the only men here. And um, the worship was at a very high pitched level. And I kept trying to meet you guys up there. There's only one way because <clears throat> it's like, there's only one way. It felt I was swallowed by treble. I was the one bass in the room, but it was so good. Thanks for being a part of what God's doing, and God is doing it. If you, if you think church at all is just a television show, or it's a program that you can just lock and load, it is not. It is like a marriage, which you can just set on autopilot, amen? <laughs> Babe, I love you. If anything changes, I'll let you know. You can't do that. Uh, have you ever heard this is not a religion it's a relationship yeah Yeah? okay so so it's um it's like this if we're on a date and I just show up and I'm just like hey it's awesome I'm here go ahead babe talk to your feelings and I just was to stare at her maybe like you know eye contact can be a weird thing like break you gotta break you don't want to be the guy that's like some people get taught to do eye contact, but they never get taught, but you have to break. Or else it's really creepy. And so, anyways, there has to be reciprocity. Did you know to have relationship, there has to be reciprocity? Jesus loves everybody. Why are they not saved? Because there's no reciprocity. To think that relationship should just happen automatically is one of the biggest lies of the enemy. So this is not... A monologue this is actually a dialogue so that's why you don't just come to church at least our church You just don't come to our church and just like I'm here it's like not at me say did you did you did you like that Jesus is good you're like yeah it brings reciprocity to the moment and builds the faith in the room just so you know it's not a hype thing it's not a charismatic thing it's actually a faith thing of relationship and reciprocity are you with me do you love Jesus Do you love his word? Are you happy to be here? See, that's good. Some of you thought about saying something, but the power is in when you do it. And so some of you are thinking about being thankful. The power is doing it. Some of you are thinking about giving thanks and worship and praise. But when you do it, you actually experience the power that comes from the word of God. Amen. That's why you have to repent to be saved. It isn't just. What are you doing? I felt something. Okay, so if you feel the nudge of the word of God in your heart, the Bible says, grab a hold of that out of your heart, mix in some faith, and put some words to it, and that's going to bring about the prayer of salvation. Well, a lot of us just get very Buddhist in our Christianity. We're just like, I don't have to do anything by grace. And it's like, what scripture is that? Do nothing. <laughs> I, what? Okay, let's get to the Bible. 11.55, my team just had their liberty today, and they just kind of took over. Carrie's given words. But you love our team. I love our team. The, the, the thing that we're trying to do is we're trying to be charismatic Christians where it used to take like two and a half hours, but we want to respect your backside, amen? We want to respect your time and your schedule. That's why you don't need to sit during our worship services. Did you know that? Because they don't go 50 minutes. We grew up in like hour-long worship services where you'd be like, when can I sit? Is it halftime?" So you, you just kind of find halftime to sit. It's 22 minutes, baby, you don't have to. We took care of all those things for you. It's just grace, I love you. All right, let's go to 1 Samuel 16. First Samuel 16. Have you ever wondered why you aren't effective? Have you ever felt like you're just going through the motions? Have you ever felt like you're just checking boxes? then this message is for you. All right, First Samuel 16, chapter one. It says, now the Lord said to Samuel, how long will you mourn for Saul, seeing I have rejected him from reigning over Israel? Fill your horn with oil and go. I'm sending you to Jesse the Bethlehemite, for I have provided myself a king among his sons. We're on a series called King and Kingdom, and we looked at Saul as man's choice, and we looked at David as God's choice, and it's the battle of two kingdoms. There's, there's a battle of kingdoms. And one is of the flesh one is of the enemy and one is of the kingdom of heaven amen that's why we pray our father who art in heaven hallowed be in your name your kingdom come your will be done. some of us are trying to get to heaven and god's trying to bring heaven to our earth and and so that's why we ought to be before we whatever we believe about the rapture and jesus coming and all of it it doesn't matter ultimately the primary passion in your heart should be thy kingdom come on earth as it is it's already in heaven it's not trying to be it's trying to get into our earth amen and so there's a kingdom that we're receiving into this earth. And it's a powerful kingdom. But we gave up our authority and partnered and agreed with the lie. That's why in church we go, amen. Yes, awesome preaching. Whoa, 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 whoa. You were trying to come back into agreement with the word of God. And it's the word, it's the word that brings the kingdom. Because he is the word. And so when you allow the king to come, he does reign and he does cause things to happen. So, I want to preach this morning on the kingdom cause. The kingdom cause. I have provided myself a king. Verse 6. So it was when they came that he looked at Eliab and said, Surely the Lord's anointed is before him. Eliab fooled Samuel. Some of you have lied to yourself for so long, you're like, man, this is harsh, don't worry, we're going to get positive, we're just getting, we're sitting in some truth for a second. Some of us have lied to ourselves for so long that we believe the lies ourselves about what we tell ourselves negatively, but also positively. Some of us have, a, have, a, have lied to ourselves that we are walking in a faith and a victory that we're not really walking in, but we just told ourselves long ago and we listened to the message, but we're like those believers out of the book of James, we've heard and not done, so we've become deceived, and the thing about deception, I know I'm talking really fast, but I want to listen. Amen. The thing about deception is it's deceiving. That's why I get paid the big bucks, right there, right there. And then all of a sudden you'll have that moment, boom, the presence of God. You're like, oh my gosh, I didn't even know that I was that insecure. I was that fearful. That's that moment of anointing and you come out of deception. That's why when you come out of deception, you're like, I didn't even know it. So you walk humbly and gently and you be careful not to partner with another lie or insecurity. I don't want my heart to grow cold. Because when it grew cold, I didn't even know it. So I showed up to a, a moment and the presence of God hit me. So Eliab, he's fooling, he's fooling Samuel. Eliab's not didn't show up to church like... No, man. He's like... Mm, mm, mm. And Samuel's like, that's a king. He fooled Samuel. Are we fooling ourselves? Are we fake? Or are we ineffective? But the Lord said to Samuel, do not look at his appearance or at his physical stature, because I have refused him. For the Lord does not see as man sees. For man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. So Jesse called Abinadab and made him pass before Samuel. Neither has the Lord chosen these. I would hate to be the son like the last son. Be like, all right, here we go. Like just, you know, here comes the rejection. But all seven... Samuel says, is this all the young men? And he says, well, there, there remains yet the youngest, and there he is sh- keeping the sheep. Samuel said to Jesse, send and bring him, for we will not sit down till he comes. So he sent and brought him in. He was ruddy with bright eyes and good-looking. And all the David said, amen. And the Lord said, arise, anoint him, for this is the one. Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brothers. And the Spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. Fast forward First Samuel 17, David's now anointed king, but he goes back and nothing on the outside actually changes. Then Jesse said to his son, David, take now some, some grain for your brothers and see how they're doing. Verse 20, so David arose early in the morning and left the sheep with the keeper and took the things and went as Jesse had commanded him. And he came to the camp as the army was going out to fight and shout for the battle. For Israel and the Philistines had drawn up in battle array, army against army. And David left his supplies in the hand of the supply keeper. He ran to the army and came and greeted his brothers. Then as he talked with them, there was a champion named Goliath. And he spoke. And David spoke to the men who stood by him, saying, What shall be done for the man who kills this Philistine? And the people answered him in the manner. In verse 28, now Eliab, his oldest brother, heard when he spoke to the men. And Eliab's anger was aroused against David and he said, why did you come down here? And with whom have you left those few sheep in the wilderness? Burn. I know your pride and the insolence of your heart for you have come down to see the battle. And David says, what have I done now? And those famous words, is there not a cause? Is there not a cause. Are you ready to help me preach this morning? I want to speak on the kingdom cause. I want to speak on rejection, and I want to speak on the anointing. I want to do it all in two hours. Amen? So if you got to leave, just slowly skirt out of here. Yes, we'll get this in. Jesus, we thank you for today. We thank you for your word. We thank you that your kingdom is alive and it's real. It might not be alive and real in our worlds, but we can receive your kingdom this morning. We open up our hearts and we say, Jesus, King Jesus, come on in. Come on in. If you've done this before and it's never been powerful enough, today is your day. This is your moment. All you need is a little bit of faith. Jesus, we thank you that you are the word and you will never leave us the same again. And when the word of God is preached, there's faith and faith is coming to your life today unto you a child is born today in your bethlehem it'll be a baby it'll be a seed but nonetheless potent and powerful and the fullness of the kingdom is in the seed we thank you for that today in jesus name amen amen so i went on a very powerful mission strip i don't exaggerate amen i have never exaggerated in my life amen amen I try not to exaggerate. I, I try to tell the stories true. I, I believe I even tell the story truer. Like, if my fish was this big, I'll tell you that it was this big, okay? If I'm out golfing with you, and I'm like, I'm horrible, I'm going to tell you I was worse last week, not better. Okay, anyways, I had a tough week, I'm just encouraging myself, um, so I remember being in Indonesia. And it was just a power, it really was just a life-changing uh, month or two. It was just God and and healings and it just powerful power. When you see the hand of God, just, we were going to a church that night and our leaders were like, I don't think we should go there. Let's go back to our other place. And that place was burned by some extremists in the area in Indonesia. And just, just some, going on a mission trip, amen? And um, don't die. So. Just seeing the hand of God is pretty powerful. So, I, and I got a, that stomach bug. I've told you guys about. I Lost a thousand pounds. I came back and played football. Probably shouldn't have played football, but uh, that's just what I did. I'm just in love with Jesus, and I wasn't very good at football because I was in love with Jesus. Amen. Um, it probably wasn't that, but I don't like to tell myself that. But I was, I was just, just, just in this season of just absolute revival, renewal. The anointing of God was coming upon my life, and something happened though. I, I was really sort of surprised that I. I wasn't impacted in certain areas like my dreams. I thought my dreams would just be crazy spiritual and they actually just got worse. Like I actually went to school more naked in my dreams. I was more in slow motion. My teeth were falling out, you know, all those, all the dreams like I, it got worse. And, but no joke. the, The thing that baffled me the most, at least in this season was that waking up in the morning, um, and praying, was still difficult. It, it was as if Satan was just you know standing on my face, or I was like nailed to a cross. When that alarm would go off, I, I, I it was very very difficult. And I just thought, I, the more spiritual I would get, these things would get easier. And 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 I, I I was confused because when I was honest with myself, if I was waking up to go snowboarding and the alarm went off at five in the morning, dude, I was up. That alarm went off. I'm like let's go to the mountain, fishing, it's like four in the morning. You just get up at ridiculous hours, but no one gets in the truck like, oh, that was hard, I know, that was, oh, the alarm, was, I'm really tired. No, you're just like, you're pumped to get on the water. Oh, in Maui, you know, you get a five o'clock flight to Maui, you grab your snorkel, and you're just like, "Whoop, going to paradise. But when the alarm would go off to pray, even though I was madly in love with Jesus, I was having this revival, it, it baffled me that it was, it was still very difficult for me. And so when I look at David's life and he got up early, it intrigues me because it was something that he didn't want to do. He he, he was anointed king. He's not like I want to be the water boy, Dad. No, his dad asked him to bring some stuff some snacks to his brothers that he that he didn't he wasn't in the army he's he's a shepherd he didn't want to be there and so he gets up early what that tells me is something is operating in David's life he's not just going through the motions amen he's not just checking boxes he he there's something operating in David that makes him do things intentional whether he liked it or not we don't know but his dad didn't ask him he instinctively woke up early to do what was asked of him so he was living with this intentionality and this purpose are you someone who's late to everything you don't need to be at because your schedule is more important than everyone else's schedule it did not not david david said i'm gonna get up early number one number two he puts the sheep with the keeper and what's amazing to me is he takes care of his stuff before he takes care of other people's stuff and he doesn't ask uh, his dad just because he doesn't blame his dad for asking him to do something so then he can let go of his personal stuff we ask people to serve in church and go to church serve in one service go, go to a, someone in a service. What, what am I talking about? The servant of service, attend the service, and sometimes what happens is you start serving in the service, and your worship and your faith and your prayer kind of starts to dwindle, and so you let go of serving, but David says, no, no, you can take care of yourself, and you can take care of somebody else. The idea is to not stop serving people in order to take care of you. You don't need a break this summer in order to serve your family or serve your church. David took his own stuff, his own sheep that he was responsible for. He puts them in the hands of a keeper and then gets up early and gets doing what his dad asked him to do. David took care of what he needed to take care of for himself so he could take care of what his dad asked him. That's number two. Number three, David gets to the battlefield and welcomes his brothers. David greets and welcomes his brothers in an area that he was not welcome in his brothers did not like him he's not in the army if you come to my house i'll welcome you i don't go to your house and welcome you david is a prophetic he's walking into your house into your battlefield into an area that he's not wanted or liked and yet david doesn't just show up and go i'm here hi some of us are living with like i'm here I showed up. You're welcome. You go to lunch. You go to church. You show up to dates. You go show up to I'm here. You know what that that stems from? It stems from a five year old child that learns all they have to do is just show up and everybody goes, Oh, you're so cute. Oh, the little juju. Oh, my little Juju so cute. And then Juju eventually walks into, you know, Grandpa's house. And they just walk in and head right to the Legos. And I have to go, excuse me. You got to greet the man of the house. You got to greet The people. Some of you walk into church and don't greet anybody. And I'm telling you, it's a root of social anxiety because you're waiting for someone to welcome you when that's not going to happen, baby. you got to get used to welcoming people outside of your Uggs and your sweatpants and your home. Some of us are trying to get everybody into our world because that's where we feel welcome. But David gives us hope that you can step into other people's areas at work or at church or whatever and you can become a gate or a door And welcoming faith, welcoming in praise, welcoming a prophetic... That's what praise is. Praise is stepping into a situation, Oh, barren woman, rejoice. You don't have a child, but rejoice. What are you doing? You're standing on a battlefield. That's not yours. And you're welcoming in faith and grace and praise. If someone believes this, give me a big amen. You're a welcomer. You're someone who... How you doing? How you doing? Good to see you. Don't show up to a room and wait to be welcomed. Be a David. Show up where you're not welcome. Say, how you doing? Hey, good to see you. Hi, the kids. Oh, praise God. Amen. How's it going? What's, got, what's on your mind? Start to be a welcomer, and you'll see that you begin to welcome in relationship, and you begin to welcome in faith, and you begin... I know it's hard talking to your kids, but welcome them when they come home. How was your day? Fine. How was your day? Fine. How, I'm not going to stop. So you better start talking, because this is going to get awkward. I'm going to welcome you until I welcome in... Relationship. Quality time comes from quantity time. You can't demand it. Jude, let's get deep right now. You can't demand it. This is what we're talking about. It's relationship. We're all after that moment where you're talking and you're talking and you're yeah, yeah, yeah. and then you're vibing, and then all of a sudden that connection comes, fireside chat, and you're like, that was the best talk ever. That's what we're all after. But we don't know how to bring it and so when we doesn't happen in our world we blame the other people well they didn't welcome me don't worry about them are you someone who welcomes outside of your area outside i was in a this guy this this week with some with some big dogs and i don't want to be there i show up i'm here Activates in the house. Everyone's talking. Everyone's talking. The anxiety that can come on you when you're not in your area of authority. David can show us unawkwardly or awkwardly. Go greet somebody. Hey, how's it going? How you doing? Good to see you. Social anxiety will break off of you in a minute because you start to welcome in connection and relationship. And, and faith. And so David, David, David welcomes. David, David gets up early. David puts the sheep with the keeper. He shows up and he welcomes. And David, David is not just checking boxes. He's, he's, he's not just going through the motions. And yet he is surrounded by people that seem to be going through the motions. It, it, you don't need what you think you need. Listen, if you get something like just a bunch of people who serve God with you, and that's awesome. If you get people show up to your house when you miss church, and they're like, get in. Maybe you got a line outside your house, like eight people like, hey, i got a coffee for you. I want to bring you to church. The problem is sometimes when you get what you want, you get this support system that kind of lies to you. Because once the support system leaves, I'm not against support systems. I'm not against accountability groups. problem is when the accountability group moves to Texas, and there you are, and you're like, man, this is really hard. Yeah, because you didn't have what you thought you needed because you don't need what you really, really think you need. It's nice. It's additional. It's down the road, but there's something else in your heart that you really need. David is surrounded by not just fake people. It's not that his brothers, I think, were just fake. So sometimes we put too much, too much emphasis on fake. That person's just fake. That, that, that might just be ineffective, his brothers were in the army, they dressed apart. part, they'd go out there and shout, and then, ah, when the enemy would come, they would run. I, I tend to think that's more just being ineffective, and yet David was effective. David was able to stand there with people who didn't like him. Could you imagine going to battle on your day of destiny, and your family is saying, why are you here? Go home. You're not wanted. The kind of emotional, if you think you're under pressure, anybody under pressure, their pressure might be pushing you towards the promise because pressure reveals things. Faith, trials reveal faith. Now we're not talking about a flash flood of water. We're talking about what, when what water is, is controlled and contained, that pressure can be powerful and it gave us, gave us a warm shower this morning. Amen? Water pressure is good. If we continually walk away from pressure, we might be walking away from the very thing that's pushing us to the next level. So somehow, David was able to come into a place uninvited attacked ostracized and yet stand there under the pressure and be able to be effective are you kidding me a kid from bethlehem anointed could stand on the battlefield of goliath where no one else could be effective and this kid knew what to do what was he he was effective Surrounded by ineffective people, you can be effective when no one else is being effective. I don't think it's fake as much as we, we think it is. I don't think Instagram is as fake as we think it is. I used to always ask fake. I remember meeting with my team, we were like, Oh man, look at these churches early on. We're like, oh all their lights and all these people in there and they're worshiping and they're praying and they're feeding the poor. Oh, Instagram, all this image. You look at that marriage. They're out in the fields with their hats and their robes and all the kids are like, daddy, daddy. I'm like, that's fake. Everything is fake. Look at that business person just selling houses and just prospering and, and he's got his own magazine. Oh, the magazine is fake. It's fake. I bet you someone, I bet his dad, I bet, I bet, I bet you know somebody. And that's what we do. And you know what's funny is I met with the church. I met with the pastor that I saw on Instagram and I had to come back and repent to my team and go, it's not fake. It's real. That church is healthy. That church is awesome. That marriage is wonderful. Why? What is it? Because it's an effect. It's, an, it's, a, it's something that I'm seeing. And it's not fake. It's effective. David was effective. David would, would, would stand there in the middle of that pressure and somehow he was able to kill a giant when no one else could. Wasn't that they were just fake? that they were ineffective they could not do what they wanted to do they could not do what god had asked them to do they couldn't do it is that where you're at this morning david stands there in the middle of the pressure and he gives us the insight on what is 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 going on in his inner world he says he says he says these famous words he says is there not a cause is they're not a cause, is surrounded by hate, is surrounded by the enemy, is there, surrounded by, he hasn't arrived yet, he doesn't have everything he needs, he's standing there, and he says, is there not a cause, see, the problem with Instagram, is that we see the effect, when we really need the cause, it's cause, and effect, so the moment you just chill out, and say, that might not be fake, that might just be effective. And you might be selling houses and have a magazine and I I don't need to hate on that. Maybe God's given him success and maybe I need to meet with him and figure out what's causing the effect. And the moment you don't become so focused and fantasized on effect and you let that go and say, maybe that person is effective. Maybe they're not. Maybe their family is that beautiful. Maybe their marriage is that wonderful. Maybe I need to check myself before I wreck myself and go ask them what caused that business to flourish because I'm not about effect anymore. I'm not going to... Be attracted or distracted by effect because I know if I can get a hold of the cause, if I can get a cause on the inside of my heart, then that cause will affect something to happen. And somebody said, Amen. I'm not gonna be allowed to just chase effects, I'm now gonna be focused on the cause because a cause will have an effect. I need the cause I need the cause to that healthy marriage I need the cause oh that person's just flash that person's just putting that new Tesla on Instagram that's so, that's so silly I bet you they're so in debt I bet that's so fake Instagram's so fake maybe 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 but maybe not Maybe that person has made a lot of money and knows how to steward their money and you need to have a coffee with them. And the reason you saw that Instagram was to humble yourself and ask them and DM them and DM them and get rejected and get rejected. But then on the 16th, DM those, I'll have coffee with you and you have coffee with you and they let you know how they manage their private world. But pride tells us it's all fake. I don't think it's all fake. The more I, the the, the older I get, I, I can sniff it out now. I was with some pastors, I was with some people, I'm like, what's causing you to have the revival you're having? And it was amazing how when you take your eyes off of judging everyone's effect, you start to get to the cause. I mean, we were pastors that have dream centers, and we're like, oh, that was a God thing. What, how did you cause to have that much favor? Well, what's the cause for, the, for, the, for that to happen? And you become cause-focused. I, I want to cause something to happen in my marriage. I don't want to just show up and I'm here and make someone else cause something to happen. And then when we don't see the effect in our marriage, we blame each other. And God's taking us back saying, I'm going to show you how to cause communication to happen in your marriage. I'm going to show you how to cause something to happen in your family. We're going to be cause focused this morning. Is there not a cause? Said David. I want to be effective, but I need some cause. If I don't have a cause, I will go through the motions. Why are you going through the motions? Well, I'm supposed to do it, right? No. Yeah, I mean, it's fruit and root. We all want the fruit. We all want the fruit, but but the only way to get the fruit is to get a root, is is to get a seed and plant it, and, and then the tree grows, and the tree produces fruit. And so I need to get... I need to get passionate about what caused that person to be effective. I need a cause. I, I, need, I need the cause. I need the cause. Because I could just show up and go through the motions of being a dad, and go through the motions of being a husband, go through the motions of being a pastor. That's why, that's why churches die, because pastors are trying to be effective without cause. And so if I can get some cause in me, then I can effectively preach. Why? Because God gave me this word and God planted this in me and God put this in me. And I, I, I can't be inundated and distracted by the effect. The effect will be a natural overflow of what he's causing in my life. And if I have a cause, yeah, yeah, yeah. If I, if I have a cause, then I can stand on a battlefield that's not mine. I can stand in front of giants. I can stand being ridiculed. I can stand under the pressure and the weight and say, hold on, this pressure might have a purpose. I I might need some more cause. I might not need less pressure. I definitely need more cause. And so trying to eliminate the pressure, trying to always eliminate the things that feel like stress or pressure and God say, no, this is healthy. This don't run from it. You just need more cause. And I'm going to give you more cause. I'm going to give you more cause. How does this happen? How does this happen? Why didn't wake up this morning to tell you, You know, just serve. Just pray. You you missed Warrior Princess? I wish I could do something about that, but you sow and you reap, amen? um, Worship, repent, read your Bibles. Okay, okay. Is there something else that, though, before that, that caused that to happen? Is my Bible reading an effect of something? Is my prayer life an effect? Is my relationship with my kids, is that an effect? Have we become so effect-driven that we don't even realize that it's cause and effect? Everything is cause, but effect is what we see, and so we become inundated by the flashy new effect and we hate on the effect because we're not causing anything into our life. So we begin to become self-righteousness and we attack other churches and marriage. Well, they're not that happy. Yeah, my parents weren't that happy. Maybe they were. But you just look at every. You just, well, you know, because that makes you look bad. Their success makes you look bad when you have no cause. And so Eliab had to attack David because David had a cause. But when he talked to Eliab, he, he just simply talked about the cause. What's causing me to do something? Something was causing David to do something. And it wasn't him waiting for the effect being a king. See, we are so inundated with the fact that we think, well, David can't do anything until he's appointed king. That's what, that's what was going to happen in his life. And so what do we do? We wait for titles to come. We wait for other people to change in order to do what we, we, his brothers didn't change. He showed up right in the middle of it and was who he was. Do you allow other people to change who you are? Are you able to anywhere you go be who God's called you to be? That you're only you in certain circumstances circles that you feel safe but are you free enough and full of a cause enough in order to be exactly what God's called you to be and what is that that is the anointing on your life David the effect was kingship that was his appointing before that was David's anointing David was anointed king years before he was appointed king the appointing was the effect of the cause. The cause you know what caused all this to happen? The anointing. The anointing. I need to be anointed. You need to be anointed. You need to be anointed. You need to be anointed. And when Samuel called David forward and he anointed him, it, it wasn't a little dabble, do you, like we do? It was old school. It was a hoard of oil he'd dump on, on his head and the oil would drip. Why? Because everything has to be anointed. Not just this church part or not just this prayer part or not just the the whole thing. Everything from the top of your head to the bottom of your feet. It needs to be anointed. Someone someone say anointed. He wants to anoint you. I know we're appointed focused but today God wants to take you back. Hey, hey, hey son, hey daughter, that's the effect the anointing. What caused David to stand before Goliath that's being effective. What caused David to forgive his brothers. What caused David to know what to do with his family. What caused David to not kill Saul. What caused? What drove David to make the decisions that he made. We see the effect. What caused it was the anointing when God called him forward and said David and he, I've chosen you, I've called you. And David responds. And Samuel anoints him. He anoints everything. He anoints his marriage. He anoints his future. He anoints his past. He anoints, his, he anoints everything. You got to be anointed. 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 He wants to anoint you this morning. He wants to anoint you this morning. Why? Because there's an Eliab's in your life. There are people... That are against you. I know that you don't like to think that, but there are people that do not want you to succeed because when you succeed, it reminds them of their failure, and it reminds them of their rejection. And so, when Eliab's Eliab show up in your life, this is what's so gentle this morning. Is it's actually on some of your greatest victories? Is when people will stab you in the back when people will talk when you need people the most David needed his brothers to be like bro that sling yeah that's a great idea come on kid yeah no why are you here Eliab's do three things number one they question motives all the time There are people in your life that will constantly be judging your intention and your motives. Oh, I know why you're doing that. I know why you're, I know why, oh yeah, you're trying to, oh yeah, I know, I know why you're trying to, why why are you doing that? Why do you think you can, why do you think you have any, any, any shot at doing that? when you get around the wrong people and you share goals they think you're bragging when you're just trying to share what's on your heart when you get around an Eliab man, they question you number two, when you get around an Eliab they put you down and I think in this generation it looks sarcastic they they don't have a positive thing to say it's always like, hey, and I see it hey, it's always a joke it's a jab it's a sarcastic comment and number three number three Eliabs know everything you can never share your heart with an Eliab because they're like yeah I know I know hey I left that job I'm gonna get a new job oh yeah I know I I saw that on you yeah see sometimes it's not just it's not just insecure know-it-all sometimes it's super spiritual you can never share anything with an Eliab because they just know everything yep oh yeah I saw that yeah God told me that yeah yeah God told me that yep God told me that I know that I know that I know that hey in the Bible did you know yeah I know that I knew that I went to Bible college I know that 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 and you're worn out by the Eliabs in your life Eliabs are angry with you and it's not you Eliabs are angry that's the effect the anger is the effect don't be affected by the effect the anger comes from their own rejection their rejection is what causes the anger. The reason they text you, the reason they say that, the reason they treat you like that, it's, it's the effect of a heart of rejection. But they've rejected God. Look in 1 Samuel chapter 8 verse 7, and the Lord said to Samuel, heed the voice of the people in all that they say to you, for they have not rejected you, but they have rejected me that is when they wanted Saul God's telling Samuel, Samuel it's not you it's me but Samuel's like man, they're rejecting me and God's saying no they've rejected me the reason they feel rejected is because they have rejected me and because they have rejected me they will reject you and the cause of this rejection will be effective and it will show itself in anger in gossip in hatred, in angst in fear and insecurity all the things that we see on the outside come from the root of rejection eliab has rejected god and god has rejected him and so now eliab this cause this heart of rejection shows itself and that's what we see but god wants you to know this morning it's not you it's them I know it's so difficult hurt people hurt people but it still hurts I get it but they are living in rejection they are living in rejection let those let those rejections be broken this morning to understand that it's not anger it's rejection it's rejection some of us are Eliabs this morning we want to be a David but we haven't been anointed we don't sense the cause and, and so we're, 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 we're not just faking it. We're just ineffective. We're just doing the things that we think we need to do, but it's not working. We're just going through the motions of playing the part. And the truth of it is, if we got back to it, we feel rejected. We, we have this sense that it may be something, we didn't even know it, that this anger, this angst, or this separation between God and people and, wherever it might be is it's because of it's because of rejection you've there's some rejection in your life and God wants to pull you out of being an Eliab and bring you into being a David this whole story is the story of rejection the people have rejected God Eliab has rejected God and Eliab and his family has rejected David David is also being rejected David's not even invited to the ceremony. Can you imagine not being invited to the ceremony? David's up here in the field. He can see everything going on. He can see the prophet. He can see, he can see the fire. He can see the he can hear the music. He can smell the lamb being cooked. He can tell there's a big deal. He's not wanted. He's not invited. He, he, he I used to I used to, I used to hate going to, to kids birthday parties and until I wasn't invited one time. I was like, could you just please invite me so at least I could tell you no? Like I still at least like to be known I'm invited. You you, you never know until you're not invited somewhere, you know, oh we have to go to this, oh we have to go to that. You know what's worse than that? It's not being invited at all. David, you're not welcome. We didn't even invite, you know the email didn't get lost, it never went out you're not welcome invite all of your sons david's not even invited the whole thing's going on david knows it and then a servant comes up and says hey hey your dad has need of you now david is cloaked in rejection david has been ostracized by his family in the book of psalms david writes as his brothers would put vinegar poison his food they did not like him they did not believe in him they did not trust him they did not see anything on his life his father refers to him as the youngest which means he's the most insignificant he's nothing nothing's gonna happen to him he's gonna be a nobody we don't see anything good on him he just tends the sheep and so david is standing there in that field cloaked in rejection and then he gets called to come forward This is where we stand this morning. God's calling you to come out. God's calling you to come out of rejection. You don't need to sit in that. It's the rejection that is keeping you from being anointed. I I know. I, I wish, hey, God's full of grace, right? Bring up Samuel and bring up the horn of oil up here. This is what we're doing. No, God, come anoint me right where I'm at. He goes, I will but I needed to show you something that I needed to call you forward because I need to anoint you in the middle of your rejection and your rejection is not with your sheep your rejection is with your family and your brothers and your past and the people who don't like you and so I need you to come forward because I need to show my people that I'm going to anoint you right in the middle of rejection come forward Come forward, David. Come forward, David. Come forward, David. Come forward, David. Today, church, is your day. Come forward. Come forward. I want to anoint you in the middle of your rejection. I don't need anything else to happen. The anointing will cause something to happen. The anointing is about to cause. I know you want the effect. I know you want the change. I know you want the appointing. I know you want the fulfillment of the promises of God. But I need to give you the thing that will cause that to happen david come out of your rejection david come forward david come in the middle of your rejection and i'm going to pour the oil from the top of your head to the bottom of your feet and the anointing will cloak your rejection it's the anointing that heals the rejection somebody received this this morning somebody take this this morning the anointing is what heals the rejection and so god calls you forward out of it it says let it go let it go come forward and i'm gonna i'm I'm gonna anoint you in the middle i'm in in the middle of the people who are talking about you i'm not gonna take it away i'm gonna put a table in the presence of your enemies i wonder if david pinned that because that's where god anointed him in the middle of his enemies because sometimes the enemies live in your own house sometimes your enemies are your own family sometimes your eliabs are kin sometimes most oftentimes the people that are against you because they are living with a sense of rejection they themselves are walking through rejection and then we get rejected by them and then we blame them for being rejected but god said david I don't want you to live as an Eliab any longer. I call you forward. And I want to anoint you in the middle of the rejection that you're going through. Come out. Come forward. I want to anoint you right now in the middle of your trial. In the middle of the rejection. In the middle of the motion, In the middle of the best in the middle of the trial get ready get ready come david i'm calling you i know you want the effect but i got a
1: cause david said is there not a cause is there not a cause
0: decision no i'm not gonna no no don't say no any longer because i know what you want you want the fruit i know what you want you want the appointing you want the change you want the fruit this is for somebody somebody is receiving this in your spirit and you're now going to become and walk according to the anointing the anointing is tangible the anointing is real when the oil was poured the spirit of the living God came upon David and the spirit of the living God brought the kingdom it brought the cause and that cause began to affect some things he, that cause began to affect his prayer life that cause began to affect his mind that cause began to affect his family that way that cause that's why it came up out of his mouth he said in the middle of hate in the middle of pressure is there not a cause because the cause caused him to act. It caused him to kill Goliath. It caused him to forgive his family. It caused him to worship. It caused him to love people. It caused him to praise. It caused him. It was the cause when the anointing came on him. The Spirit of the living God rested on him. And the cause of the anointing. Affected the appointing. The yeah. gospel believed today. I want to cause something to happen by the oil, by the oil, by the oil, by your heads this morning, by your heads this morning. I'm gonna put some oil on some people. It symbolizes the Holy Spirit. It symbolizes arresting. Some of you. The anointing has touched different parts of your life, but today the oil is going to run from the top of your I'm not going to dump it on your head. I'm just saying the Holy Spirit's going to touch the top of your head or the bottom of your feet. And there's going to be some areas. Whoo, there's going to be some areas when you surrender and say, God, I've been effect-focused. And this morning, I thank you for your word. I put my focus on the cause. I put the focus this morning. I reset. To the cause because the cause is gonna is gonna affect something it's gonna affect my kids it's gonna affect my future it's gonna affect my ministry it's gonna affect it's gonna affect my family i need the cause i need the cause this morning if you need to give your life to Jesus just take this moment And bring some reciprocity to the relationship that you have with Jesus. Saying, Jesus, I give you my life. I give you my heart. I believe. I believe you went to the cross for me. I believe you are God. I believe you are the Son of God. I believe. Would you come into my heart and take over? Give Him your life this morning. Give Him your life this morning. This morning, if this message is for you, you say, I've never seen that my anger, my offense, my hurt is in a is an effect of the cause of rejection. Maybe from God, maybe from family, maybe from pastors, maybe from parents that there's some rejection. And it shows itself in different in different ways. But God says I need I need you need to come come forward come 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 forward out of the rejection. I need and I, I I know you think you you need Eliab to move and you I, th- I know I know you think you need some of the pr- I know but I want to I want to anoint you in the middle of the rejection if you would just come forward in your heart come forward in your faith and let the oil of the Holy Spirit mark you and anoint you you'll never be the same again the cause is going to affect the things you say and the things you do the kingdom is about to take place in your life if that's you this morning any sort of rejection just lift your hands just lift your hands if this morning you you want more anointing just just lift your hands that's to me I want I want a fresh anointing I want a fresh anointing if, if this morning you say I don't know if I've ever been anointed but I want the anointing of the Holy Spirit to rest on me once and for all and direct my life the anointing you wake up with the anointing you can't watch what you used to watch. You can't talk the way you used to talk. You can't do what you used to do because the anointing rests on your life. If, 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 if you raise your hand at all and you want some oil, maybe we'll get to you, maybe we won't. We'll put some oil. The Holy Spirit, if, if you raise your hand, just, just come up. Just come up. I just want to put some oil on some people as the worship team sings that the Holy Spirit just to fill this place but if you want if you raise your hand just come up come up if you raise your hand for for holy spirit for more of the anointing just come up just come up just come up let the let the let the oil just symbolize the holy spirit right now just come up let the oil break the yoke this morning in jesus name in jesus name holy spirit do it only you can do we walk out we walk out Lord, in the middle of this season, in the middle of this trial, by your anointing, just come right now and fill and anoint now by your Holy Spirit, by your Holy Spirit, by the oil in the middle of the best, in the middle,
1: anoint, 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 anoint,
0: anoint, anoint, Holy Ghost, fill by the Spirit of the living God right now. Holy Spirit, put fresh oil right now. We don't need to wait, I pray. Holy Ghost, let your power, let your fire, let the anointing rest right now. Holy Spirit, just fill, mark, never the same, never the same, never the same, never the same. My hand's on you. You're going to walk in freedom. You're going to walk in liberty. You're going to walk in confidence. You're going to walk in knowing. In Jesus' name, let the power, let the power of the Holy Ghost rest in this place. Rest in this place. Rest in this place. Come on, us sing this. Let the anointing, of oh, the
1: oil, let the oil, let the oil flow. The Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit I trust you God, in the you Your you love everywhere you go Your
0: have to leave i know i've gone over that's cool we love you so much we're gonna sing one more song the truth and we're just gonna sing this and if you want some oil if you can't make it up there's some room up here if anybody wants to sneak up here we can just anoint you this morning i believe it's powerful i believe it matters we've lost the sense of this moment matters but i believe the anointing of oil the bible says anoint with oil the holy spirit will come on you the holy spirit will mark you you're never gonna be the same again you're never gonna be the same again let the anointing in this place right now when the anointing comes on you you start to forgive people when the anointing comes on you you start to love people when the anointing comes on you you start to have fresh strategy when the anointing comes you start to realize God you created me for this you created me for this something's about to happen thank you Jesus thank you Jesus Let the anointing fall on this place. Let the anointing fall. We should not do this because put oil on people it's like, well, what are they gonna think? Doesn't matter, it's in the Bible. Water is an act of faith. Hands on are an act of faith. Everything is an act of faith. There's no magic. This isn't oil from Gethsemane. You know, this isn't like this is some kind of olive oil from Costco. <laughs> the dot across, we just I just had a little dab. It's a moment of faith to say, Holy Spirit, rest on me. Whew. And you'll notice when the anointing comes on in your life, back in the day, they used to put oil on their faces all day. Oil was a part, the Bible said, be filled continually with the Holy Spirit. But when the anointing comes on you, Peter's shadow healed people. It's tangible. It, it'll rest on you. It'll rest on you. Young people, be careful. The anointing is attractive. Y'all are good looking, but when the anointing comes on you, You'll see an uptick in likes on Instagram. Why? Because they want what you have. So use it for His glory. The anointing will also keep you from going to those parties because the anointing is starting to direct your life and starts to order and cause some things to happen. I love you so much. we got to get out of here. Let's continue this next Sunday. If you want some prayer, come on up here. we love to keep praying for you. We won't leave until every person gets some prayer. We love you so much. Have an awesome week. If you want